This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. Got to get up. Got to get a getting kind of kind of cool out here this morning. We got to get on down there to the to the chapel where we can see those folks getting up. We want to get on down there and be a part of it. Have a cup of coffee and and maybe maybe have a a, a piece of pie there this morning or or a slab of slab of something that we might eat. But this is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. And we're bringing these studies on the blood in the New in the Old Testament, and we were looking there in our last study about uh, that 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 fountain is that fountain of cleansing. Let's go back there and start on it again. And uh, let me say right here, you get this, you get this truth and hold to it. God has never two ways, has never had two ways of saving the sinner. God has always had only one way by which a sinner is saved from Adam until the last man is born. And from now until he comes again and winds up everything, and that is through the blood of Jesus Christ, my friend. Never a sinner is saved until he comes, listen now, from the time Adam was born until the last man is broke. Someone has written the other day and said, you know, back there during the law, folks were saved by the law. No, no, no individual ever been saved by the law. You can't show me one verse. In the scripture where a sinner's ever been saved by the law, it's always been by blood redemption. Don't you don't you feel sorry for those folks who get up and spout off about keeping the law for salvation? My friend, you can't keep nothing. You you can't keep the law. Law never was intended to save. The law is our schoolmaster. The law shows you what a sinner you are and 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 the judgment that you're under. The Lord God of heaven has provided a fountain for cleansing. For sin and for uncleanliness and for everyone who will come there, repenting and then believing. This fountain is Christ. Christ. Folks call me, write me here, and they say, Trailblazer, what do you, what do you preach? What does y'all preach? What's your church preach? We preach Christ. Christ as a living reality. Christ as, a, as an eternal Savior, my friend. Oh, but listen, God has no other way to cleanse a sinner from sin and his uncleanness except by the shed blood of Christ. Now, you drive a stake right there and hold it. In Hebrews 9.22, he says, Without the shedding of blood is no remission or no forgiveness. Hebrews says it again, that he came to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. The Apostle Paul wrote there in 1 Corinthians 15, Brethren, I preach unto you the gospel, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and that he was buried, and that he arose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Then the Apostle Peter says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Then John in Revelation said, Unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's Revelation 1.5. Then Paul said to the elders there at Ephesus, Feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. There in Acts 20.20. Then Paul said to the Romans, God commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Then in Hebrews again, he says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. He says again in uh, 
How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your consciousness, conscience from dead works to serve the living God? That's right. That's right. And then again, he says, neither by the blood of bulls and calves and goats, but by his own blood, he entered into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. There's Hebrews nine twelve. Go ahead and read that. Thank the Lord, salvation. Oh, my friend, our salvation, mine, yours, if you're saved, is eternal. What a fountain. What a fountain. We can sing with that old poet. We used to sing this song quite often here in the church. There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that blood lose all their guilty stain. Can you say that, my friend? Lose all their guilty stain? Have all of your sins been washed away? Mine have. I tell my folks here, often I tell you, there's not one sin rested against the old trailblazer in heaven, not one past sin, not one future sin, not one present sin. And folks chomp at their bits when I say that because they believe in this, uh, all of this saved today and lost tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. But listen, then we can sing, What can wash away my sin? That's a question. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This fountain for sin and uncleanliness was purchased at the cost of the life of our blessed Lord. Oh, listen. There's another song we sing oftentimes. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Would you o'er evil of victory win? There's power in the blood. Salvation is by power. And by blood, my friend, it takes power. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to break a sinner. My friend, have you ever, have you ever seen yourself as a sinner? Now let's look at this thought. How is it this fountain of cleansing opened to sinners? The fact is clearly stated that there is a fountain for sin and for cleanliness. Why does not everybody take advantage of that fountain? I don't understand that. I, I told my folks here the other night, I said, I don't understand it. Some of our local folks who heard these messages for many years, few of them not saved, I said, I don't understand it. This ministry has been preaching Christ for 60 years, 70 years. Salvation uh, is of the Lord. We've been preaching it. We hold out the scepter of grace just like the king did to Queen Esther. I can see that in my mind. He had a golden scepter in his hand. And if you approached his throne and he held that out to you, uh, you could come and commune with him. But if he didn't, then his attendants would take you out behind the uh, place out there and stone you to death. But my friend, the Lord Jesus Christ has been preached here in this ministry as, as the scepter of grace day by day, day by day. Why doesn't everybody take advantage of it? Why don't you flock there for cleansing, sinner? You, what, you listening to me this morning, tonight? You tell me you want to be saved? Why don't you flock there? I know what modern preaching says, whosoever believeth. Isn't that salvation, my friend? But listen, salvation isn't believing the fact of this fountain. Salvation is believing, listen now, in this fountain of cleansing. Salvation is entering, entering in this fountain of cleansing by entering into the blessings of the atonement. Wrought out there on the cross in the death of Christ, his burial and his resurrection. In Zechariah 13, 1, we find... In that day, there shall be a fountain open for sin. Then in Hebrews 10, 
we find these words, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath opened for us. You see, there's an open door to that fountain. Did, did you see that, my friend? There's an open door. The Lord Jesus Christ has opened that door, and it stands open now, friend. It stands wide open. It's no barrier there. The Lord never made it difficult for you to be saved just to see how difficult he can make it. No. Why don't you enter into that door? Why doesn't the average individual enter in? Why are so few saved? Why are so few, uh, uh, listen, why do so few talk about that fountain? Go to your church tomorrow, tonight, this Sunday, and my friend, will you find anyone there talking about that fountain? Will they? I've often asked you, if you go to the church on Sunday and you take your seat there and somebody's sitting by you, maybe you don't know them, would you turn to them and say, uh, when did the Lord save you, my friend? Or tell me about the Lord saving you, my friend. Would you do that? I've often asked you to, to uh, when you shake hands with your preacher after the service, maybe before the service, just say, Pastor, would you, would you take a Sunday night service or Wednesday night service and just tell us how the Lord saved you? I know lots of our churches now have done away with their Wednesday night or they go there and watch a, a what they call a so-called religious movie. But if you have an opportunity to speak to your pastor or your, your uh, youth leader or your associate pastor, whoever, just tell me how the Lord saved you. Would, would you tell me when the Lord saved you and how he saved you and what it means to you? Just be kind. Don't, don't be critical. No. Just say, Pastor, we, well, I never have heard you say how the Lord saved you. said, that old trailblazer, he tells us often how the Lord saved him, how he awakened him to his lost condition and uh, showed him he was a lost sinner and gave him grace to cry unto the Lord and uh, saved him. The Lord saved him. Would you tell us, Pastor, how the Lord saved you? We, we want to hear that. I want you to do it. Do it kindly, my friend. Oh, but listen. Listen, my friend. Let's go back to our study. That individual who had been saved, uh, he knows a blessing, and uh, he talks about him. He does. Listen. And then there's so many folks talk about uh, dreams and visions and all of those things, bodily healing. That's what folks want to talk about. Is that all you know? But listen, that poor old sinner who's come to this fountain, Christ sin-laden, sin-smitten, sin-cursed, and who has found the cleansing and salvation and pardon and forgiveness entered into those blessings, never gets away from it. He knows it. That fountain is open to you. If you will come repenting, my friend, you will never cease to talk about that fountain, which is Christ. Now, why don't you come? In the first place, uh, you don't want to. The average individual does not want to. You have never seen your need. You find yourself in need of nothing, satisfied with what you have lost. Yes, you don't know it. Going to hell, you don't know it. Blinded by Satan, and you see no need of salvation. Now, my friend, that's the greatest uh, hindrance it is to folks coming to Christ. They see no need. They see no need. I tell you the story oftentimes of the old farmer who sat on his front porch later in the evening and saw his hands bringing in the crop, and the barns were bulging at the seams, and he said, what am I going to do? I have no room to put my, my my stuff. And he said, I know what I'll do. I'll build a bigger barn and tear those old barns down, and there I'll bestow my good. And he said, I'll eat, drink, and be merry. 
Now, my friend, that's what we're doing. That's what America's doing. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Eat, drinking, and being merry. That's what First Baptist Church of Algiers is doing as a whole. Eat, drinking, and being merry because they see no need of repentance. They see no need of cleansing in that fountain of cleansing. They see no need of turning to the Lord. They see no need of praying for the lost. They see no need of uh, helping get out the gospel so others might be saved. They see no need. Oh, my friend, you ask me what is our need, the greatest need we have here is that the Holy Spirit would come down and meet with us, meet with our people here, there, and yonder, wherever you are, there in Hoboken, there in Phoenix, there in Corpus Christi, there in San Francisco, there in Grand Rapids, wherever, Lord would come down. Oh, my friend, the old trailblazer is weary at this time. Pray for me. Pray for our brethren who go out to the mission places. Remember the old trailblazer's address? The old trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. And help us with the broadcast if you can. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 